The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Okay, so I'll play more of those WhatsApp voice notes when I get a moment to later on in the show. For now, let's turn our attention to this. Uh, over the last couple of days, we've been receiving some calls and messages from teachers who uh, said they were facing difficulties at vaccination sites. Uh, others in Bushbuck Ridge were told to come back the following day um, and the you know, what we were told is that there were quite a number of people that had been queuing that were turned away. There's also the circulation of what's believed to be fake WhatsApp messages that have been doing the rounds, uh, you know, basically saying that vaccines are going to run out and that uh, teachers need to come as soon as possible to uh, the sites. That's what uh, led to the chaos that we saw in Bloemfontein. So the education department is going to be helping us understand what they know of the problems that have been raised and and how they're responding to it. Elijah Mklanga is the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. Mr Mklanga, good morning to you. Kathy, good morning. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure to have you on. Firstly, I think a good place to start would be just for you to give us a sense of where you believe the department is when it comes to, um, you know, this process of vaccinating educators and and staff? So, well, the process is going very well. In fact, uh, yesterday uh, exceeded our expectations. We saw 55,444 people coming through to be vaccinated. Mm. And those figures come from the Department of Health who capture uh, the data every time a person has been vaccinated. So they are reliable. And on the first day, we saw 49,776. So altogether, 105,000 people in two days. And we believe that with that kind of uh, uh, speed, we should be able to finish all the 502,000 people Mm -hmm. in this stipulated period. So overall, the the start of this process (coughs) has been relatively smooth across the country. Yeah, it has gone well. Uh, noting that we have uh, over 430,000 teachers, uh, including staff, that are need, that need to be to be vaccinated, and we are also including uh, educators from the independent schools as well as uh, other members of staff. So it's a large number of people with a project like this one. Small things uh, are bound to happen, which mm. are likely to make some people unhappy, but. It's just the logistical uh, complexity that we need to address uh, so that people have a pleasant experience. Let's talk about some of the challenges that have been raised with the Department of Education. What do you have on your radar uh, that you have had to get involved and try and solve? Well, the the schedules that have been issued by districts, for some reason it seems our educators we're under the impression that all of them would be vaccinated on day one, or they felt that uh, uh, those appointed by FGP would also be vaccinated on day one, which is not the case. We have categorized uh, the the vaccinations uh, in different ways. We are starting first with those that are in South because with those we know that the, the, the information is already uploaded by the Department of Health. Uh, there are some other people whose details uh, were not uploaded yet, although it's available, but was not uploaded. So there are categories of people that are vaccinating as we go. 
is not everyone at the same time. So some and, people yeah. feel that they're going to be left behind when in fact it's not the case. We know that there will be enough doses. Others arrived last night in addition to the 300,000 that you already have. I think, Elijah, a, a good thing to do would be to explain how the categorization will be working um, <coughs> so that everybody's on the same page. Yeah, that's correct. In fact, different provinces have done different things. But broadly, what we said mm-hmm. was that on the first day, we'll have the politicians, the HODs, the senior managers in the different departments. And then after that, you go to district offices and circuit offi- officials. But that's a small number of people. That's why in some provinces like Gauteng and Pumalanga, uh, Northwest, they were able to move quickly from officials to educators. And on day one, they were also able to vaccinate educators. So the dynamics are not the same everywhere because the numbers are also not the same. But once we got to the category of educators, we then had to say we start with those that are on terrorism because their information is immediately available with the Department of Health. And when you go there, uh, you give them your ID, they're able to put it in there and tell them who you are and they're able to get assistance and then you go. But with other educators that were recently appointed, their information is not yet uploaded. So we're in the process of doing that and we've been assisting a lot of them. Those that say they've been turned away, it doesn't mean that you will not be vaccinated. But just going through first with those whose details are already available so that you can clear them and get them back to school and then mm. come to assist you. So, so yes, wait, it's so, an inconvenience yeah. to some people, but uh, unfortunately for something like this, we need to be systematic. And yeah, some people might be unhappy. And we apologize in those instances where people feel that they, they were not treated correctly. But uh, there's some system that we are trying to work out between health and uh, education. So, Elijah, just to be clear, those who are already on the system would be the teachers who are working in the public sector? It will be permanently employed uh, teachers who are already on the government employment system called PERSAL. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you also have others who are in public schools that are appointed by the school governing body. And those would not necessarily be on the system. So those would not be part of the first round, effectively, of these vaccinations. Yes, because they are not appointed by by the government. Therefore, they are not in the system. They are paid at at, at school level. Mm -hmm. But their data is already with us. It's just a matter of the Department of Health saying, let's start with these. This, this, this group, uh, these groups, and then move down to the others whose information is still being uploaded. And and after moving then to those that are appointed by SGBs, you'll come to the level of the independent schools. Yes, that's what we've been doing. But where the information is already available, that province is able to proceed. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It's the nine education departments and the nine education, I mean, health departments and provinces. That's why you see. Uh, for example, in Limpopo, they're only starting today. And in Limpopo, they say they will vaccinate on Friday and Saturday this week. And then Friday and Saturday next week and finish all the 50,000 or so personnel that are there. Mm-hmm. So each province has determined, based on its own dynamics, how it's going to handle the vaccination problem. The, the unions have, have raised the, the issue of teachers in the Eastern Cape who are under the ages of 30 that... Uh, have been turned away from getting vaccinated. What do you know about this? 
No, I'm not aware of that, but the message is very clear. We said irrespective of age, and it's not us. It was the Department of Health that said that, and the minister uh, restated that fact also on Saturday, and we've been saying exactly that. So people who are told wrong information, they must also uh, uh, present the counter-argument to say the minister said irrespective of age, and uh, that's what must uh, happen. You think it's misinformation in some cases. It's, mm. it's puzzling sometimes that you will send a circular to people with a set message. And when it gets there, someone just decides to alter that message and they write their own thing, which then creates chaos. Because the people can see that in Gauteng, things are running smoothly, but in the Eastern Cape, they are getting a different message. And you go to KZN, they're also told, told something else. When in fact, there was one circular which communicated one message to the sector on what must happen. So we call upon all our district directors around the country, our circuit managers and school principals to make sure that they follow exactly that which is contained in the circular because that's what must happen as per the agreement between the Department of Health as well as the Department of Basic Education. Uh, Isaac wants to know from you, Elijah, what about the ECD teachers? When are they going to be vaccinated? Well, that is a matter for the Department of Social Development. Okay, so they're just not. Oh, of course, because they fall under um, the uh, they fall under the the social development department. Yes, for now. Okay, okay. Let me take a couple of calls for Elijah Mklanga. He is the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. All of your questions related, in particular, to the process of vaccinations that is currently underway. Mike in Newlands. Good morning to you, Mike. Hi, good morning, Kathy. (laughs) You know why I've got this hesitancy in my voice? Because I just, I I wonder where you are going to go this morning. No, no. It it could be anything, really. (laughs) All right, brace yourself, Kathy. Here we go. Uh, Kathy, you know, my question, I think, is a very simple one. Um, Why have we not involved private, uh, the private medical aids uh, at all in this process? I found it quite What's the word? I didn't feel right getting a free vaccination, Elijah, when I'm quite happy to pay for it. I can afford to pay for it. And I would rather my my vaccination be given free to somebody else. And then I also want to understand why the medical aids, which have have offered to bring in their own vaccines uh, and the medical aid are happy to pay for it. Why we are you as the state or the government is taking on this burden when we desperately, desperately need the money. So that's the first question I have. Are you at some stage or how many people have got to die before the government is going to say, you know what, we're opening this up now, medical aids, go for it and bring in your own medical, bring in your own vaccine and let's start saving lives. That's my first question. Then the second question is talking of money. Where are we with the 340 million that went missing in the department under MEC uh, Panyaza Sufi? We've heard absolutely nothing. I've been expecting a press conference or some update. I know, I know, um, you see, it's not a lot of uh, sorry, it's not a lot of money, Elijah. In the great scheme of things, when ANC gets leading, they do it in millions, billions, not millions. But I'm stuck on the 340 million to date. I know a few people have been this uh, money has been frozen, but nobody, to my mind, has been suspended, and certainly nobody's been arrested. Is there going to be an outcome of this, and why has uh, MEC decision not been suspended while this has been going on? It's, uh, it's really uh, unacceptable. Thanks so much, Cathy. Thank okay. you. Uh, okay, Mike. I don't know how many of those questions um, Elijah will actually be able to answer. Elijah? Um, let's start with the last one. Uh, the issue of the suspension of the MEC is a matter for the Premier to deal with. All MECs are appointed by Premier of a province. So that question should go to 
And as for medical aids, the department is using its infrastructure in the sector together with health because we have a captive audience. We know who they are. That's why we're able to record such high numbers a day because we're able to coordinate the movement of people every day. Um, and we are able to take them to places and, and return them to schools um, on time, all the time. And we it's not like any other public vaccination where you have to make a call for people to come through. With us, it's all scheduled. That's why it's all well coordinated uh, in the way that it is. And I think that's why the decision was taken, even at cabinet level, that the basic education sector should go in first because we have a coordinated system with the a structured uh, approach to doing things. Um, medical aid, those that have a medical aid, you'd give your medical aid details to the officials who are helping you to vaccinate, and then they will claim on your behalf. So the medical aids are there, and yes, they are paying for it, and the department, uh, government, is going to claim on your behalf. So that's how they're involved. Uh, they're not necessarily there now, but eventually they will get to know that you have been vaccinated and that they're going to pay for it. All right. Okay. Thanks for that, Elijah. Uh, Romeo in KZN, good morning to you. Good morning, uh, our angel of the air and uh, Mr. Elijah. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Romeo. Go for it. Because today everybody is praising you. So I, thought I, so I, I can see that you just decided to come on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, now, Romeo, you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll end my echo with a song from Rita Ogri, your song. So when you're done with me, you put that song. Anyway, let me quickly come to Mr. Elijah. Mr. Elijah, I think I've got a feeling that the mode of communication with your department, I think you need to increase that capacity. If possible, can't you write uh, down, uh, come down with the the idea of memorandum of understanding with the department such as like uh, uh, media, uh, radio community, so that when immediately in your WhatsApp group you send the information uh, to your department, everybody no sooner remain unturned. And like those, if we hear that some teachers were, 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 were denied uh, that kind of information, it means possible. The list might not be there. You are the department that bought the list for a number of teachers that we have throughout the whole country, which I believe that your relationship together with the Minister of Health, whenever they are vaccinating, that list is also in the hands of the Department of Health so that no other than teachers who is going to jump into uh, that category. Elijah? Yeah, no, I hear that. No, the the, the education department... Okay, I'm not sure who we've lost. It might be Romeo. Elijah, are you still on the line? Yes, I'm here. Okay, sure, go for it. Yeah, I was saying that there is strong communication between the Department of Health and Education across all provinces, but also nationally. That's why with every vaccination that takes place, the Department of Education also gets to know because these are people in the sector and we need to know where it is going slow or where it's going faster so that we're able to urge our people to go through to the vaccination site. So we know that. What is happening here, you also have 
fake news, which is also creating, creating chaos in the communication. Our educators have the correct information, but someone else will then spread something that is false. And for some reason, uh, that will be shared and it will go around contradicting what the department has already said. And that is also likely to create uh, uh, panic in some instances, as we have seen in parts of the country two or three days ago. So basically here the message is that please be careful of the things that you read. If it didn't come from the department, then don't believe it. Uh, it's as simple as that. Check with your district office. Check with your school principal. Don't just believe everything that has been sent to you uh, via WhatsApp or elsewhere. Always check via our website or even contact us. We'll be able to assist you. Okay, I've got a couple of WhatsApp voice note questions for you, Elijah. I'll just play them and you can respond after. Morning, Kathy. Please, can you ask the gentleman from the education department if the teachers who must start on vaccines on Wednesday due to ill health, can they go another day to their previously designated sites? Thank you. Rosh. Elijah? Um. Yes, they can go, but it will depend on the condition that uh, that they have, unless she's saying that she was not able to make it to the vaccination site because of ill health. That's yes, what it can, sounds like, yes. Yeah, you can go another day because at the end of the day, we want everyone to, to be covered. So you need to uh, talk to your school principal who will assist you to reschedule your appointment so that you go another day. They, for as long as your information is on the system, you can actually go anywhere. Uh, and, and get vaccinated, just like some of us. We, when the information is in the in the system, uh, they can pick it up anywhere, and you are able to go there. So it does not necessarily need to be that site where you have been told you need to go, unless of course uh, there's no other site uh, where you are. Elijah, I'm going to ask you just to stay on the line. It's 10.30. Let me take Anne Musa with the latest news headlines. We'll continue and wrap with Elijah Mklanga after this. On SAFM. If you're ready to talk, I'm here to listen and nothing is off the agenda. Join me on The Talking Point every day from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Only on SAFM. We continue the conversation this morning on the talking point. Elijah Mklanga is the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. Elijah, just to make sure that that we're clear on that previous question that was asked. So you are saying that if somebody has missed their first appointment, they can go back to whichever vaccination site um, is available. Do they need to have an appointment before going there or can they just show up? Uh, if you if you are in a school, your principal would have uh, put together a schedule for you to go to a center, and there would be one nearest you. So the first prize is that you go to the one that has been designated for you. But if for some other reason you are not able to be there, then you can go anywhere else, but you will need to inform the district director because then they will need to add you to the people who are going to that particular site so that there's proper coordination. The Department of Health, uh, they need information. They need to know how many people because they've got doses for a certain number of people at the site. So they need to know that uh, they are preparing for a certain number of people on that particular day. So it is important that for you in the basic education sector, you inform the district director, the circuit manager, or the school principal mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, your appointment is communicated before you go there. So Elijah, effectively people can't just show up. That's what you're saying. 
Yeah, you can't show up. Uh, that's why there's a schedule uh, for for people in particular areas to go to those particular places because uh, there is uh, uh, the, the the arrangements that have been made and uh, the, we arranged with her to say we know how many people there are in these areas. That's why a certain number of sites have been created in particular areas based on the volume of people okay. that are located in those areas. Okay. Let me just take one more voice note before we wrap our conversation up. Hi, morning, KG. I just to ask the Mr. Elijah that why we school transporters, we are not included at the school. Thank you. Elijah? Well, um, I would have asked him a question if it was a live call. Are you a driver based in a school driving for the school or you are a transport person transporting learners to and from school? So the, the answer will depend on the response on that question. But if he is a, a, a driver of a school bus, then he will be covered because he's an adult who comes into contact with learners in a particular school. But if you are an independent contractor who's driving learners to and from school, then you belong to the Department of Transport. Mm. So, but 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 the staff such as you know drivers, the cleaning staff at schools, etc. When are they going to be eligible to to be, to be vaccinated? They will go in these ten days that we have, which okay. is now seven days. Yeah, so everyone will be covered. Okay. All right. Yeah. Elijah Mklanga, the spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. Let's leave it there for this morning. I certainly hope that uh, that clarifies any of the issues that um, may have have arisen. And the important thing that he's spoken about is the sharing of information. I don't know why it is. Well, maybe I do know. But the fact that misinformation actually spreads faster than real information is also part of of the problem because people forward WhatsApp voice notes because it's so dramatic. You know, I can imagine if you see a message that says we're running out of vaccines and that message is more likely to be shared than the factual messages coming through from the official channels of communication. So we also have to apply some of those safeguards and really approach content with that critical eye, you know, and question what we're reading, especially if it sounds a little bit too dramatic, you know, um, if it sounds not not just too good to be true, but, you know, too unbelievable. If it's just too out of the realm of possibility, uh, we, we have to we have to just uh, second guess that that kind of uh, of information. I think that's also going to go a long way in making sure that um, we are safeguarding ourselves from not just spreading misinformation, but taking decisions from whatever we've heard that might not always be the truth.